Yes, indeed. Five o'clock in the Southland. Sonato and Cap on a Monday afternoon live from the 19th Lakers All Access event at Crypto.com Arena, benefiting the Lakers Youth Foundation. George Sonato. By the way, on this day. George in Michael. 1988, oh, the number one. one hit was George Michael, father figure, which we try to call Cappy, but... Doesn't he doesn't really like it. He likes to be younger than he really is. I mean, it's just four I children. He I likes to be called daddy, not father. Figure. I became <laughs> the old guy. I didn't mean to become the old guy. It just sort of happened on me. Yeah. Even though, like, mentally I'm 18, physically, oh, so, I, you're looking, you're looking yeah. at a guy right yeah. here. I know it's hard to imagine. Sasha Vujicic, a Laker legend, is joining us here. As uh, Lindsay would call him what? The machine, right? There you go, the, the machine. machine. Right. Yes, just easier than... Um, so, Sasha, I got to talk to you about, and I, so I've had your wine, your family's wine, by the way, Alexander with a K. If you haven't had it, you, you are missing out. I had it first at Tin Roof Bistro. You were actually there having dinner. I was there with Aaron and the Tequila Mandala right. guys. Yep. Uh, that's where I saw you the last time. Then John Ireland, the Lakers broadcaster, told me, well, if you go to Slay in Manhattan Beach, they've Slay got all it there, day. too. Uh, so we went to Slay <laughs> right? Italian, not the, not the stairs, but we went to Italian because I could take the kids there. And we had it. My my wife and I. Every time it's on the menu, we get a bottle of it. It is fantastic stuff. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm gonna move this mic real close. A little, there you go. A little there higher. You there go. we go. I appreciate um, that. So Thank for you. those that for the for the your, the fans, many fans that you have, if they want to get this wine, I mean, outside of going to a certain restaurant, where can they where can they get the wine from the family? Well, we have only the only retailer that we have is Wallis. Uh, okay. Wallis and our website, uh, AlexanderWine.com. Uh, that's the best pricing, and that's the best way to get in touch with us. And if anybody wants to come for a tasting, which lately we have a lot of Laker fans coming up to Paso, uh, it's an honor to meet and uh, greet and uh, have some wine with the Laker Nation every time. You've been to Wally's? I've not been to Wally's. Wally's is great. It's got great little great finger food, like tapas, yeah, you know, nice. like uh, just delicious stuff. Some good pizzas, too. If you All right, so listen, I'm going to tell you, I don't know the wine. You'll have to mm -hmm. excuse me. I don't know the wine yet, but I'll get familiar with the brand. Tell me what kind of varietals we're, we're talking about here. So I'll tell you, like, a quick story. Uh, as a kid, I had a dream to go to L.A. and pray for the Lakers and win with the Lakers. And then when I was 15, uh, we moved to Italy, and that another dream was born in those five years when I was there. And that dream to have, was to have a family winery one day. And what we fell in love with was uh, Bordeaux blends, which means right bank is what we love. So we have all estate-grown grapes. Uh, we don't buy any grapes, and we try to make the best possible wine every single year, which is a marathon mindset. And it's something from Merlot, Cap Sauvignon, Cap Franc, Petit Verdot, and Malbec. So uh, the wine is, they call it elegant, and it's a bridge between new world and uh, old world. Uh, and it's something that uh, Pops decided to do. He had a vision in 2010. Uh, that was the first vintage, uh, second championship, if anybody remembers. Yep. Uh, that's why that 2010 vintage is very special to me. And uh, we love it. We don't want to be one and done. We want to keep doing that, God willing, for next 50 generations. And, and you said you guys are up in Paso? Up in Paso Robles, yeah. Really? Do you live up there? No, I live, uh, I've been in uh, South Bay for a very long time, so I can't move out of South Bay. But my, par my parents moved there about 10, uh, 15 years ago. And did your parents have anything to do with winemaking before this dream of yours when you moved to Italy at 15 years old? So, no, nothing. Uh, they just fell in love with it. Especially Pops, he was uh, trying a lot of wine. He was a big consumer in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was lucky enough to learn a lot from uh, pioneers of winemaking and he got me hooked on it you know in Europe is a little bit different you can be 16 17 to enjoy a glass of wine yeah. uh, so I started drinking maybe a glass uh, or two monthly and then a week uh, and we both developed that passion and now we have uh, five employees which is 
my parents, my brother, my sister. My sister helps us every now and then. She's busy with her UCLA job. But my brother and I are building the brand. And my brother is the one actually promoting our brand and taking us to the next level. Wow, man. Good for you guys. It is wow. delicious. But, I Look, mean, having a family business is like a dream come true. Yeah, for sure. You know, like where your mom and dad are involved and your siblings are involved and everybody's helping push along a family business. That is like a total dream come true. It is. It's, you know, uh, like winning championships. And Lakers will forever be my family, basketball family. And uh, starting a business uh, with wine was something that we had a championship mindset. We knew it wasn't easy. It wouldn't be easy. But we decided to go all out and try to build for the future. And now we are on our 14th vintage. So oh, look at this. Here we go. There's Here some Alexander wine. There's special ones. There we Reserve go. 17. Wow. wow. All right. That's the good stuff right there. Seems like everybody bottle. at Crypto loves ESPN Radio. Huh? There you yeah. go. Thank you, sir. Thank you oh very much. Thank you guys so much. Oh, man, great. going to be jealous. He just left. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, well. Well, he asked me to grab a bottle for him. Yeah. We'll get another bottle for him. Yeah. Don't worry. It, it is great stuff. So next time wow, we go. beautiful. Next time you come up to the South Bay, because, you know, he lives down in San Diego. Okay. He, he comes up here all the time. It's known as South South LA. South South LA, he calls okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you come up to the South Bay, we'll go. It, it's all over. Whether we go to Tin Roof Bistro, whether we go to Slay, any of those spots, they've got Alexander. Well, let me ask you, you. You mentioned that you're only in one brick-and-mortar retailer. Do you want to expand to where people can walk into a BevMo or even a Costco? Um, or do you want to be niche and have people order from your website? We are very boutique. So uh, strategically, we are doing allocation only. Uh, we have quite a few accounts, restaurants and hotels that are helping us from the very beginning, and we are very appreciative of that. Uh, right now, we probably added one or two retailers just because the demand was so big, but we're not massive. Yeah, how many uh, bottles a year do you produce? We are about 33,000 bottles. Yeah. Uh, which is 200, I mean, 2,400 cases. Yeah. Uh, the goal is, because of the demand, to go up to 5,000 cases and then stop because I'm a big believer from what I've learned in the wine business is if you go above that 5,000, 10,000 cases, then the wine is not doesn't taste the, the same. The quality is different. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So we want to keep the quality uh, at the same level. We aged our wines for about three to three and a half years in uh, French and Serbia barrels. So we, we, we really went all out and uh, we love it. What if you had not as a kid growing up in another part of the world, right, had not played for the Lakers. Would you still today, I'm just, I know this is hard to answer, but like, you think, would you have been in this business? I mean, the dream you said was to play for the Lakers. Then you said the dream was to become a winemaker. Well, you got to the first part, championship Laker, and then you got to the second part, which is use that fame and use that money mm -hmm. to create a wine brand. And now it's time to go back and win some more championships, hopefully, yeah. God willing. No, I mean, I think... You know, when you have that determined mindset of trying to accomplish something, and, you know, we got to keep in mind, I come from a country that doesn't exist anymore, and uh, going against all the odds, but having family behind you, people behind you that actually supported you, uh, was huge for me. Uh, so that second dream started to become a reality after my first dream was becoming a reality, mm -hmm. in a way. So winning that championship opened a lot of doors for all of us, uh, and that second love uh, that became obsession in a way and also uh, something that we want to carry on as a family uh, was a goal of ours uh, and now when we are getting to that point uh, I'm watching more and more basketball and uh, you know I'm itching to give back what I've learned because I was lucky enough to learn from Kobe who was my big brother from Phil and the culture and uh, the system that we had is just the most unique I've been trying to find one team in the past uh, five years that 
does something similar to build for Dynasty, and I, I'm still uh, searching. To do so. Yeah, yeah, I'm failing yeah. to do so, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah, no, of course, it, and, and you know, it, it, you may not be able to replicate that. Like that's the thing, you know what I mean? But you find other outlets to do that. Let me ask you this about you, you mentioned about you know growing up in a country that doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. um, who were your like basketball idols? Like who did you want to emulate when you were coming coming up? Well, uh, we all remember there was Vladi that was drafted by the Lakers back yeah. in the 80s, and that was for all of us like, oh, wow, it's possible. Right. Uh, Drajan was one of the right. most unique, and I was always kind of... Hey, rest in peace. One uh, of the exactly. greatest players I've ever seen play. Like, 100%. He was so dynamic to watch. Yeah. And work ethic and yeah. everything that he gave yeah. to uh, young, younger generations right. later on was huge. Yeah. But I always said, even when I was uh, from 15 to 20, before I got drafted, I said... Uh, MJ, Larry Bird, and Magic. Those were the three that uh, growing up, I was just, uh, I, I loved the way MJ was just flying and being, you know, his highness uh, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. I loved the way Bird was shooting and I loved the magic of Magic. And th those were the three that kind of gave me that extra love. But I grew up, uh, you know, also in uh, Kobe's early era and right. that was somebody that I always wanted to play with right. uh, from day one. And uh, when it happened, uh, you, you can realize that if you work hard and if you're stubborn enough, the, the dreams become reality quite easily. How old were you in 92 when that Olympics happened? I was uh, eight years old. Okay. Do you remember anything about that or no? I mean, I... Like maybe I, I watching vaguely, it, but... Yeah. I vaguely remember some right. things, but, right. you know, it's just... Because uh, that changed, the, that changed that, the world, basically. That changed a lot. Yeah, yeah it changed a lot. But, uh, you know, now talking to Tony, talking to Vlade, talking right. to all these guys, it's yeah. just... Uh, Unnecessary. When people are spilling hate on professional athletes, it's unfair. Right. Uh, and I don't think that politics have anything to do with sports. Right. Uh, so for me, it was like, you know, as a kid, I've learned that lesson uh, at a very young age. So yeah. I always stayed away from that. But uh, sports brings us together. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the things are the way they are, but we got to keep moving forward. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I know Yugoslavia, right? But it was but you in the Slovenian yeah. Yeah. Right. So Goran. I need Dragic. a history lesson here, also. Gor yeah. Goran Dragic, uh -huh. right? And Luca, most famously now. Right. Like when you see the way Slovenian basketball specifically has evolved from Goran, uh, obviously being Luca's kind of the guy. He Luca wanted to emulate him, and now mm -hmm. you see what Luca's doing. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. You were one of the first. Like you were here before Goran and and a bunch of these guys who've come over since. Yeah, and like I said, you know, seeing Vladi and Dragic, because I'm I'm a mud. I'm like uh, Slovenian, Serbian, Montenegro, right. and I got. Everything. Everything, right? right. So I never said I'm one. I'm Yugoslavian because I was born there, and right. today I'm American because right. I have American right. citizens, and I'm proud of it. But seeing these younger generations trying to get to the next level is very important. They just need to have the right guidance to be brought to that next level. Luckily for me, I had Kobe that I was learning from every single day. Right. Uh, and Dragic had, you know, quite a impressive career in the NBA. So. Yeah. Uh, we salute that, but winning a championship is just something completely different. Yeah. Uh, you can do the All-Stars, you can do whatever, but once you get that mindset flipped on uh, let's win as a team, let's see everybody on the same same page and let's enjoy that ride, uh, nothing can compare to it. But as a kid, how were you watching all that? How were you watching Bird, Magic, and then even later on, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe, and Kobe early, Because right, yeah. you're in this, I think, yeah. Eastern block yeah, of Europe. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, seriously, I don't know the geography and I don't know the history. Yeah. So when you say, like, your country doesn't exist anymore, people just heard that on the radio and they go, what country? What, 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 what became of Yugoslavia? Right. Like, we don't really know. Yeah. So um, how did you watch all that? 
We had a lot of videotapes and we had a lot of uh, waking up late. I mean, early in the morning or uh, late at night uh, because of the time difference. To see it live uh, But on there TV? were a couple of ways to see it. Couple of ways to see it. Uh, I can't disclose how, but there it's were okay. a couple <laughs> of ways to see it. Yeah, because there was uh, no YouTube. You were passionate, you know? There was no YouTube, yeah. but there were a couple of ways satellite-wise uh, that you could, uh, I wouldn't use hack into it, but uh, get benefit from it. So <laughs> we could, uh, the, the basketball uh, Lovers uh, knew, knew how to get Found there. a way. Yeah. Sasha Vujicic, Laker legend with us here. You know, you talk about Kobe. And look, we've seen all this stuff, uh, particularly with you and him, right, where he rode you. Uh, and he rode everybody, right? But he rode you and made you a, a, a great player, too, in a lot of ways. You know, you had that in you, certainly, but he helped bring that out of you. And I think nothing brought that out more and, and was more, you know, more of an example of it. You hit two of the biggest free throws in Laker freaking history, man, in the NBA Finals. What was going through your mind at that particular moment when you're taking those free throws and, and after enduring everything you guys had endured as a group together? Well, that my number was called. Uh, as a kid, I was dreaming of that moment. You know, as a kid, you go to a free throw line, you close your eyes, and you imagine of being in, uh, in front of 20,000 people and deciding big games. I never cared about starting the game. I never cared about being there, you know, first or second quarter. All I cared about was last five minutes. And having Kobe as my mentor, as my basketball mentor, somebody that took me under his wing and he decided to show me how to study the game, how to understand the game, especially with the new system coming from Europe and what importance defense has uh, in order to play uh, was uh, was unique and phenomenal and I'm uh, forever grateful and that's why he will forever be my big brother and I know he's watching us from above and when my number was called for those two free throws it was, it was not just Phil deciding it was the entire team knowing that when you win championships it's not about one guy it's not about two guys it's about the entire team so you always have to be ready and to have that preparedness that mindfulness every single moment of the game is huge especially now uh, in today's game everybody thinks that scoring 20 points right. going out there and doing you know your instagram and social stuff is important <laughs> it, it, it's really not because no. at the end of the day the legacy you leave behind is very important thank god i made those two fritters otherwise this interview would be <laughs> in, uh, would be happening in be boston happening. right now and, and, right. and by the way uh, you clearly had already won a championship but that one against boston meant more to everybody basically Payback. Yeah, because uh, they had beaten you. Exactly. Right. And in the o history of the rivalry, right. Uh, in 08, they, they, they broke our hearts. Uh, I've never seen so many grown men crying in the locker room. And that was one of the awakening moments. We probably got to the finals too soon at that point. We played beautiful basketball from the get-go. Uh, it really hurt us a lot that Andrew Bino was hurt because yeah. uh, they kind of dominated us under the basket. But still, uh, we gave it a good fight. But, you know, someone told me once long time ago, in order to win and to understand what winning is all about, you have to lose. You have to get hurt and you have to get up and keep going. And that's what happened to us. So all nine came along. Orlando was, uh, I don't want to say easy, but it was just like automatic. But then when we played that, uh, you know, Boston and uh, not winning green for a year and uh, cutting John Ireland's uh, tie, I don't know if he told you guys about that. <laughs> like this is all what we were preparing for and coming to game seven and playing horrible in front of our fans because we just, sometimes you don't play horrible because you want to, it's just the emotions that need to be controlled. Right. 
and it gave us opportunity and everybody lifted us. They believed, we believed, and we knew that we're not going to give them another one. We're not going to give another one away. And then people say winning one, it's okay, but back-to-back -back is one of the most difficult things on the planet. And I think we did it the right way, and I'm very honored to have part of that team. Yeah. Hey, Sasha, you've talked a bunch today about manifesting things. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I had an idea. This is what I wanted to do. It all sort of happened. What else you got cooking right now inside that head that you want to do? Uh, I've been watching lately a lot of basketball. And uh, a lot of people that know me, a lot of people that uh, I hang out with, they're calling me selfish by not giving it back yet to the next generations. But the number is not called yet. So when the moment comes, uh, I'll be coach? ready. I don't know what, what's in the future, but I'm some way, one way or another, I, I feel that need of giving back. Uh, and yeah, it might be selfish because I've learned from the greatest coach of all time. He's my mentor today. I talk to Phil once a week. Uh, Kobe was my big brother and you know what I got from him is uh, impeccable. You can't put in words. Uh, but the moment's got to be right. So when the moment is right, we will see. We had a team back in the day in Japan uh, with my brother and that was a good, fun project to see that what my beliefs are about basketball, the system, the culture can work anywhere in the world. Uh, so I'm just uh, watching a lot of basketball lately and uh, listening to what's out there. Let's put it this way. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, coach I mean, I, no, I think that, yeah, maybe you want to be a head coach. We will see. Time will tell. Time would will you, tell. But would you rather coach in the NBA? Would you rather coach college? Do you, have, do you care about the level? All I know is NBA. And all I've learned was, you know, I turned pro when I was 15 years old. Uh, so for me, understanding that world is very important. Uh, and being in that world was, uh, was one of the most uh, amazing years of my life. There were tough years, there were great years, but there's, you know, people nowadays, they don't understand what it means winning a championship and what means winning a championship for the city like Los Angeles. And uh, everywhere I go here in LA, people remember those two free throws. And I've been here for seven years. Uh, that tells you how much they care. That tells you how that last, track of record that you left behind is, is, is unique. Uh, so uh, I, I definitely want to be involved with, back with basketball soon. Uh, maybe not today, maybe tomorrow, but uh, Lakers will forever be my family and uh, I feel at home coming to the games here and seeing everybody. What year did you turn pro? Because <laughs> I turned pro at 15 also. Yeah. I Here was working go. at the Egg Roll House. Yeah. It was okay. a Chinese restaurant. Okay. And I would write down the, the prices. Like people would say, hey, I need some Egg Foo Young. I need a little bit of like lobster sauce. He was an all-star waiter. Right. I and like that. I, and I would write this down. And I was making about $5 an hour. Okay. Well, and I won a, a martial arts world championship at 14. Okay. So you. So there's right, that. Okay. So maybe that's when I turned pro. All right. So I'm making so five So I beat bucks, Sasha by a year. I, I'm making five <laughs> bucks an hour at 15 years old. You yeah. turned pro in basketball at 15 years old. What did a kid pro basketball player in Europe make back then? Uh, honestly, I don't remember, but it wasn't that much. Uh, but the thing is, like, it's not about what, you know, three different stories, three different journeys. My journey as a kid was to go there and do that. Your journey was to start with what you were doing at the Chinese restaurant. You were doing martial arts, but one thing you did for sure when you woke up, you were living for that dream. You were living for that journey. We don't have that anymore. And that's the problem. You have to believe that you can get to a certain point and whatever you do, whatever that might be, like drinking the wine, that you're drinking the wine and enjoying the wine the best way possible. They may, you make up your bed when you wake up and, you know, you start a day. It's just like these little things that we are missing out lately. And it's not about how much I made at 15, how much you made at 15. It's about the journey that you took and you decided to be 
decisive and uh, you decided to be on your journey very determined of where you wanted to go. That's why we are here sharing our, our, our stories. Was that, was that in Italy, 15? You were a kid? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I signed the contract in Italy with 15, went there and uh, got opportunity to learn the language, learn another culture and uh, just being involved and uh, playing against some, uh, I call them old guys because they're all older than me. So being out, I used They were to be, smoking cigarettes in I those games when he was playing I against was, them. I was, but no, the guys you were playing but against I saw, were, I, Hey, yeah. I saw people smoking yeah. cigarettes. I was like, oh my God, how can you run? But that was different times, you know? Uh, I was raised differently. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I never I never had a cigarette. I actually love cigars after the first championship. Yeah, I gotta yeah. tell you that. Yeah. I waited all my life to get a first uh, cigar. And first yeah. cigar was our first championship. And now every time I have a cigar, I'm actually remembering one of the championships yeah. when I uh, lit up a cigar. So, The great Sasha Vujicic, Laker champion, Alexander Wine. It's A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-E-R. Awesome, Go to their website, alexanderwine.com, to order it for yourself. Uh, you are an absolute legend, man. Thank yeah, you man. for stopping Thank you, by. The man. Appreciate Thank it. Great you. to see Thanks you. Thanks for again. having me. So there it is, Sasha Vujicic. Let's now, where can I buy the wine? I'm going to steal Mason's. Alexanderwine.com. But where, we're going to get you a bottle. Where are the retail? Wally. We're going to send bottles oh, Wally. down. I could go to Wally. Yeah. We're going to yeah. send bottles here tonight. You want a bottle? No, I don't ask for freebies like you can't. No, no, no. I will buy a bottle. You only mooch up See this right here? I will buy a bottle. But you, if you want a bottle, Sasha and I are now, and you know what happens. I become best friends with people in matters of moments. Okay? What scheme are you running now? Sash. And you hear how I call it? Here Sash. Sash. I need a couple extra bottles. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. We got to take you, a brother. break. You're Thank you, Sasha. Appreciate it. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be back here from this uh, Lakers All-Access event. Stick around. 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, yeah. Sedano and Cap on a Monday afternoon, broadcasting live from Crypto.com Arena, the 19th uh, Lakers All-Access event. Pot up a little bit, Laura, because Cappy, today is like a national holiday for me. Happy 71st birthday to the one and only one of my heroes, Michael Bolton. Oh, love Michael Bolton. Cappy, can you imagine if we embrace later oh, listening dude. to this song? Listen, How am I supposed to live without you? Here's what we should do. Tonight, we go back to the East Central. Yes. We take this Alexander wine that Sasha gave us. I was going to take a good portrait okay. picture of it. So and then we, we drink this bottle of wine. Together. Right. Turn on some Michael Bolton. Maybe we just share one glass. And just let it happen. Two guys, one glass. You know? Just let it all happen. Stop. Just stop with that. You guys in the glass and the one, the two. Uh. We'll put some, I'll put Bolton's greatest hits on. Sasha Vujicic, man. And I'm. That, that guy, I heard him a few weeks ago. Sedano, how did how did you not help Sasha and stop him from giving Cappy his number? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't even realize. You saw it. what he was up to. You got to move quick. I, you know I, I'm going to well, take him down for at least 1,500 bucks. <laughs> I was talking. I turned around and talked to Chris. And by the time I turned back around, yeah. you had already given We were you already hugging. The number. Yeah. He's already, already investing inside it. Right. Wow. Get your money, Cap. I'm mad at you. No, he ain't trying to get money. He's just trying to get product. Well, here's the thing. I'm mad at you either. Here's the thing. I heard Sasha. Remember a few weeks ago when Mason and Ireland did the broadcast from the, I think it was a Ralph's? Yes, for BBGo. Right? Okay, from, right, for BBGo. I heard Sasha on that day with those guys, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't thought of Sasha in years, and he was amazing in that interview. Like, he was really, really great, super likable. Having him here in person, though, takes it up another level. First of all, I'm going to tell everybody, if you're not watching on YouTube, you should turn on our YouTube channel right now at ESPN Los Angeles. That guy, that is a good-looking brother. He hasn't aged a day. It's crazy. That guy should, He's be, a babe. A, he should be a model. Yes, he should. Okay, that guy is hot. All Lindsay right? was flustered a little bit. She was like, she I was. was. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. He's a handsome, very He's handsome very devil. Handsome. He's and she charming, actually too. tried to turn on like a little bit of girly cuteness. She was like, at one point, she was like, I'm going to try and say your name, but I really am having a hard time pronouncing I didn't, it because I'm from Cleveland, so it's hard for <laughs> no. me to pronounce things. That is exactly what he you said. He said, he said, no, what happened to all the Lakers fans? And uh, I said, well, I'm a Cavs fan and he's from like, Ooh, Cleveland. Cavs fan. Right. Yeah. And you were no, like, he said, okay, and no, and you I were understand. Like, you, know, you actually said, you go, you know. Cleveland, this one's for you. No, that's not what I said. Yeah, I did. You did Cleveland, this is for you. And then you were like, but I'm sorry. I, you know, just, I, I'm from Cleveland. It's hard for me to say your name. So like, there was like a little girly cuteness. Like, come on, cut me a break. I worked. It worked perfectly. The circle of trust loved Also, it worked when you right did it, too. Well, I told him we're now best friends. You know, I, at the end of it, you heard I called him Sash. Yeah, yeah. No longer is it Sasha. Now it's just Sash. You know what I mean? Like, you were really like getting into the feels with him with like oh, the, God. the family and was, business and, and he, stuff, and, and it was good. He was wearing this like beautiful cashmere, like uh, turtleneck, turtleneck sweater, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was, and I was like rubbing his back. You know oh, what I mean? Geez. I wanted to touch the cashmere, you know. And he's. Lean. I was watching you rub his back, and I like. Miss Molly says in Ms. the Molly circle say? of trust, Tell me. the best thing to happen to this show is having fine ass Sasha Vujacic That's right, Molly. You Molly tell is Ms. Molly. A, Molly is uh, Randy a lot. You know what I mean? No, what do you mean by Randy in the community? She like just Randy likes Jackson? To, no, no, she likes like, to point know. out when there's a good-looking guy. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Give him their props. Uh, by the way, speaking of giving props, he gave us the wine, Alexander. As we mentioned, Alexander Wine, A-L-E-K-S-A-N-D-E-R. Maybe I'll gonna, come down to the South Bay tonight and we'll have dinner tonight down there. And go to Tin Roof? Yeah. Or, or Slay, one or the other? No, we'll go to Slay. TRB. You want to go to TRB? I'll go to TRB. It's a, it's a schlep, though. Bit of a schlep. Yeah. And then you got to drive back to Burbank, though. I'm not you gotta drive me to Burbank, to Burbank I'm tomorrow. To Burbank. I'm not going to Burbank. You want that new contract? WWJD. What would George do? Yeah. <laughs> well, if I were staying here, I would. Oh, take stop. It. Yeah. So AlexanderWine.com. All right. So anyway, and then also want to shout out one of our loyal listeners. Yes. Okay. Uh, who won the barbecue from Mason a number of years ago? Corey and right? Compton. Right. Corey and Compton. His sister. Back then, he had mentioned that she had uh, a bake a baking business. Yes. Um, and he brought by these delicious cookies. Amazing cookies. Oh, my goodness. They're so this, good. I'm having the uh, like the sugar cookie. Oh. So I had the chocolate chip. Um, so Coco's Lip Smacking Cupcakes. They don't make just cupcakes. They make cakes. They make cookies. All sorts of goodies. Right? Coco's mm. Lip Smacking mm. Cupcakes. Mm. The location of the actual bakery is mm. in Lakewood. It's 5239 Paramount Boulevard in Lakewood. Oh, yeah. So definitely check that out because these things are amazing. Delicious. Look at this man right here. Dieter! Come on. I just met one of your buddies the other day. 
Yes, Cam Green. Come over here, Geeter. Come over here. Come over here. Sliwa's going to be so jealous right now. How you doing, brother? Oh, Sliwa's going to be very jealous. Come spend a few minutes with us. I met one of of Geeter's volleyball boys. Come sit here. Come hang out with us for a minute. Grab one of these. Yeah, let's turn this one on. That one's yeah, on. Here, You're good. Yeah, careful. What do you got? I mean, Sasha just there? brought us some wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so. Oh yeah. Okay. I just saw Sasha. By the way, this wine is good. It's delicious. I've had it before. Are we on the air? We yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way we roll. Yeah. So yeah, you did meet my my college roommate. We yeah. played volleyball together at Northridge. His, his son and my son are buddies. He was so excited to meet. Uh, he was like, "Oh, I met Sedano He's at so opening cool. day, the parade. I was nice. happy knows because yeah. I was talking to him about it. You early. know what he told me? That you said I was one of the nicest guys out there. So I, I did. Appreciate I said that. that. I Sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. Sweetheart. Nice. I'll yeah, take nice. that compliment any day of the week. Dude, um, it is funny how the volleyball world, like I don't know anything about volleyball, yeah. but like how many of my friends It's connected. Are, you and I, yeah, right, it's we so have weird. had so many people go, you know, Geeter, I'm like, yeah. And yeah. Then, like the next thing you know, we're all texting each other and taking pictures with each other. Because the volleyball, you're like. Well, it's funny. And if, if you're a volleyball player, like my era, you were a hooper first. Right. Or a football baseball. So like, because volleyball kind of started late 80s, early yeah. 90s for guys in terms of like it, the gaining the popularity. So, but it has connected so many yeah. of us, which is, there's a big Del Mar crew, as you know. Steve yes. Judd Busher, that's how I became friends with those guys in the mid-90s. So I was for the Bulls. I flew last week down to Cabo with Judd. We were sitting yeah. right next to each other He's got a place plane. down there, East yeah. Cape, yeah. I know, he was telling me all about it. And I hadn't seen Judd in a little yeah. while. And it's funny, this guy, so Judd's over here, and there's a guy over here, and I'm chatting with this guy. And this guy's telling me what a giant Michael Jordan fan he is and what a Bulls yeah. fan he is. And I'm going, do you not know who's sitting right here? That's funny. Do you yeah. not know who this guy is? And my girlfriend's like, who is this guy? Because he's, you know, he's tall, he's good looking. Yeah, right. I'm like, this is my buddy Judd Bushler. Yeah. She's like, who is he? I'm like, yeah. this guy. Why am I not here with him instead of you? Right, yeah. Exactly. She's like, he's got a place. Like, what? he got a place down there. You know? And, and I'm like, you don't understand. This guy played on Michael Jordan's championship teams. And when I tell you, this guy hit massive, massive, massive shots. shots. Yeah. Like, I had to tell people who he was. People don't know who he is. Yeah. Can I tell you guys a quick story? Sure. It was 2017, and a friend of ours was getting married in Croatia, and we went over there. We were at the table at this wedding, and Judd was at the table. And a guy that was at the wedding from Croatia is literally crying because he's meeting Judd Bushler. And we thought it was like a prank, like we were getting punked or something. <laughs> but the guy grew up, Tony Kukoc. Right, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. They lo- So at the hotel everywhere, Judd was like... Uh, he was famous, right? Yeah. And we just thought it was like hilarious because yeah. it's just Judd. Right. But yeah, but there he was played with Kukoc. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I know. Yeah. Down in Del Mar, Judd is just some guy who yeah. plays volleyball on right. the beach. His daughters are great. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, people don't realize that it's Judd Bushler. I mean, the guy was I well. Mean, listen, I legend. mean, you could still go uh, to Manhattan Beach on any given summer day yep. and find yep. Luke Walton and Richard Jefferson. Yeah. Those guys there, play, you know? man. I'm telling you, that yeah. that's bonded our whole group too. Yeah. Those guys love it. Are you it. playing and, uh, with those guys at all still? Yeah, we play all the time. It's funny. When Luke is in town, yeah. which is less and less now, but right. the summer he always carves out a good month. Yeah. He wants to play every day. Right. Yeah. RJ, I see all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, Allie. Right. You know, we're all doing yoga together right. and stuff, so I yeah. see. But it's funny. The games go on now, but it's hard, as you guys know. Like, yeah. during the season, it's just different, right? But, but come the, summer, it's, it's it opens up. Is there, sure. like, a new men's professional volleyball So there's league? a women's professional volleyball league. Oh, it's league. women's. Okay. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the crowds have been great. And listen, as a guy who has two daughters. Is it six on six, like indoor Six on volleyball? six. It's indoor. Okay. And a guy who's got two daughters who are very into volleyball and 16 and 13-year-old are really in it, especially my 16-year-old's like, 
being, you know, it's the recruiting year, it's actually really cool that there could be a future here in the United States instead of traveling overseas. Well, let me tell you something. ESPN last year, during the last women's volleyball season in college, yeah. they were putting games, oh. matches on on ESPN, like main ESPN. Yeah. It was getting 700, 800, yeah. 900,000 people, well, almost other, a million people watching. The other thing that's kind of interesting about, about college volleyball, just I can't believe we're having this conversation. I know. But, but <laughs> seriously, are they like, talking Lakers? Like, no, we're not, talking college volleyball. It's not just... Pac-10 schools or Pac-12 oh, schools. Oh, no, dude. Like, no, no, no. Like, my oh, alma mater? Florida, like Louisville, Pitt, all these I, I can't believe Pitt's the, in a three straight Final right, Fours. The yeah. Pitt volleyball team. They're and phenomenal. I'm like, Wait a second. What, what's happening? By the way, here? they get 6,000 people a night at those yeah. games. And you know the girls are from, you know, I think a lot of they them have are. three SoCal kids yeah, on right, that team. Exactly. Katie George, who works with us at ESPN, she played yeah. at Louisville. She uh, played at Louisville. Of course, Katie George played Yeah, and they're a top five team. Right. In the country. Yeah, and she's one of our analysts on our volleyball coverage, our women's volleyball coverage. So, by the way, since we're we're hocking a lot of stuff here yeah. for a good cause, have you had Coco's lip smacking cupcakes? No, I'm so into that. I mean, there's they're a cookie. Oh, they're over there, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Can get some of that later. Uh, and by the way, this is one of is it so who gets that between? Well, well we, I already, already have one. Put George it away. Stashed oh. his. Yeah, because I'm not letting him take both. Yeah, you guys are so. Because he would. Okay, so they pour this on occasion in the chairman's room. Yeah. One night, James and I do the pregame show here. We go into the chairman's room to get some food. You're walking in with big game James Worthy. You right. get to go wherever you want. Yeah, yeah. They're pouring this. It's it's really good. It's delicious. It's really Blend. So I'm glad you both get it. Chris, yeah. Chris, you hear this? Forget the Lexus Club. No. Yeah. Lexus Club chairman. is out. We go to the chairman's Morales. room. So here's the I'm a big Lexus guy, too. Matt Unger's one of my best friends I, I grew up it. with. Yeah. Did you hear the story about yeah. how Cappy tried to fraud the Lexus Club and we got thrown out? I mean, this is insane. I mean, this man, he is... I just love when they drive home together and do their he's Instagram unbe- live. He's, un- he's unbelievable, yeah. this guy. He thinks everything is free or no, that he deserves everything. No, no, they got kicked? No, 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 no here's no, what happened. Here's close. what happened. But listen. Yeah, should I hear from... When you, when wait, you wait, wait. Wait. All right, go ahead. Let me tell the story and then you can rebut. <laughs> okay, yeah. go ahead. Geeter can be, like, yeah, impartial it, it, okay, here. You okay, you adjudicate. Yes. So, Cappy and Chris, they go into the Lexus Club. Right. And then Already I'm in because I love that. And already a half be, hour be, before, he's like, do you yeah. think they got those wristbands for us? I go, it's not that kind of place. We got <laughs> to pay. Right. Yeah. right. He's like, no, they got the wristbands oh, for yeah. us, right? So, he goes in. He sees this delicious spread, right, that they've got up there. He grabs a plate. He starts putting stuff on it, and he's good to go. He sits at the bar. Bartender, he finishes the food. Bartender's like, oh, no, don't take that plate. Here's a fresh plate. So he grabs the fresh plate, goes and gets more food, and then as they're ready to leave, they're like, oh, hold on, here's the bill. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, that's that's a decent interpretation. Yes. Let me explain my story. Go ahead. So we're at, there at the bar, right? And there's like a little section on the bar that says ESPN LA. So I'm like, this is our section, right? So we're there, and the bartender hands Mark Cates, our lead marketing consultant, yeah. he hands him a plate. So And it's a small plate, like an appetizer plate. And Morales is like, Kaplan, why don't you go get some of that bur- that that over there? Well, you know, go get some of the I want a little something board. to nosh right. on. So I'm just getting little snacks. Little snacks. Little shrimp. Bring- yeah, sauce. right. I'm yeah, bringing yeah. them back, and we're having a little nosh, right? Now, 
I take sort of the dirty appetizer plate and I walk to the other side. And the chef at one of the carving stations is like, bring me a clean plate, you animal, right? So now I come walking back and I see a stack of plates where the waiters and waitresses get them and they put them on the table. So I and just he's grab grabbing them. plates. So I just grab Walking a couple of plates. Walking around with plates. Right, so I just Multiple grab a plates. I know why, because you think it's on the house. Correct, because, because here's yeah. what I thought. I thought, well, once you're in here, you're VIP. This, this level of ticket, this is, it's all included. It right? Wasn't, That's wasn't what included. I thought. Right? <laughs> then they but then they hit us with a bill. It's like seventy five dollars a plate. Oh, which oh, actually yeah. is not a bad like, deal. Oh, plate? Yeah. Yeah. Like but one that, plate. That 70, added up. Yeah. yeah. Seventy five bucks. And by the way, actually a bad. good deal no, with all bad. the food that's not deal. bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. I go there tonight and eat dinner. Good deal. For real. They but you tonight? were a little thrown off because you thought you were in a particular area. So then Chris had to pay. No, no, no. Again, yet again, George's details are just slightly off. Mark Cates had to pay. Okay. But originally, Cappy looked Which at me like, he should. Use your company card. I'm right. Like, now we're going to use Kate's yeah, yeah, company right. card. Right. So, we, so we stuck Kate's with the bill. You didn't do roulette for it? Pull out of no, the No, no, no. And then, and oh, then, when he's out, he doesn't know where his wallet is. He's oh, never yeah. seen it. Oh, right. my God. Never it's seen gone. It. And then I say this to Kate's. I go, Mark, gosh, I feel horrible. You know, that's, that's let me, just. Let, let me Venmo you. Let me Venmo you. Let me he's Venmo so full of crap. Let me Venmo you. He wasn't going to Venmo him. So I go to Venmo him. I go to Venmo and I don't know what's wrong with Venmo. Something doesn't work with Venmo. I don't know. Maybe it's the Wi Fi in the arena. I don't know. couldn't find his name. I don't know. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, this guy. You have no idea what we deal with God, over there. It's amazing. Do you miss Slee on your show? You're using a lot of Beto these Slee. days. Slee. Ask Slee. Yeah. You miss Slee at all? Or no? Always. I love Slee on there. Okay. Beto, the return of Beto to Rand right. after all those years. That, that was a Chris Morales uh, uh, thing here at the station. So, Harley, yeah. Beto, yes. my guy, like kind of when I first started going to Dodger Stadium, Laker games, Clipper games, working, Pac-10 footballs, Pac-10 back then. Beto was always so nice to me. He was my guy, showed me the ropes. He knew everybody. Right. So I've always had a lot of love he's for the mayor. Beto. And by the way, he's tweeting out the prices right So here. I was That's just going to ask you about your appearance on the prices right. I was not familiar yeah. with said yeah. appearance where you're breaking. No way. Oh, my God. Yeah, 1994. Nice moves. Oh, sprinkling. Morales would like this. 1994, all the Ridge guys. We got 15 wow. athletes that went. Baseball, basketball, volleyball guys, some football guys back when they had a football program. And we went. Oh. And I was the first guy called in the whole show. Right. And I kid you not, I said that the night before, we're all drinking, having a great time. What would you do if you get called? I said, well, I'll do the Chevy Chase fall. Back then, Chevy Chase used to fake fall. Right, oh, yes. they're 90s. So I do a fake fall. I get up there. I end up winning a car. And look at I'm going to break no dance way. here. I'm going to grab Bob. Yeah, tell yeah. Bob I'm going down. I go into the windmill kick. <laughs> oh, that was I'm going to pop move. up. Morales, you're going to like this because I'm going to go a little. I'm going to go mashed potato into a sprinkler into yeah. the handshake. <laughs> yeah. And Bob doesn't know what to do. Oh, yeah. He's lost. That's yeah. awesome. He that was lost. awesome. That was great. What, did, what car did you win? A Mercury Grand Marquis. Oh, what wow. Happened? And, wow. And, and the Murray Feist three-piece lamp set for 851 <laughs> Wow. Nice. And by the way, $19,860. So, by the way, my first bid, if you guys watch this, my first bid was $37,000. That's how clueless I was. Right. And I thought I won. So, I'm jumping around like a buffoon, and Bob's like, you didn't win anything. And I said, I'm just heading for the car, Bob. That was my one moment. <laughs> so, I had to change three numbers. I changed a three to a one, the seven to a nine, and the second Eight to a six. No one. Know, we still don't know how that one happened. Wow. And I won. You nailed it. What yeah. happened to the Mercury? So I sold that for sixteen thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. And then my brother had a tax guy. I was like, I use this tax guy. So because it was worth twenty, I got a four thousand dollar loss. So I basically walked out of college with twelve grand. Nice. nice. I thought I was rich. I didn't invest it. I went yeah. to Cabo and I had a good time. <laughs> nice. Nice. He's got to come on the air. <laughs> oh, dude. He's a natural. Oh, he would. He well, his you know, energy fits TV. perfect. Yeah, yeah but that's TV. Yeah. This oh. is radio's different. Oh. Radio's different. Radio's different. Well, I yeah. cultivated this talent back. You the old Kaplan at night days. You used to come on Kaplan at night? Kaplan at night. That I was always going on Kaplan man. at night. Been on Georgia's show. Um, filled in back in the day with like Trudell That's on, a good on idea. ESPN. Yeah. Really? Back in the day. You play pickleball? Yeah. Play pickleball. Not Do you want to play good, in the tournament? It. I know about your tournament. 
I know about the tournament. I'd love to be a part of that. March 23rd. Love to be a part DeMarco of that. Farr, I think, is I would go on Travis's ter- shows back in the day when he was like on Yahoo Sports Radio. So yeah. DeMarco Farr, former world champion with the Rams, of course, of uh, part of, of our Rams of broadcast, is uh, he, he tried to get a ringer. And the, the ringer bailed on him to play in a tournament overseas. So I think he may need a partner. So I, I, did he I'll, really have a ring? Like, yeah, he, he did. Oh, yes. okay. oh, Dude, just know this. DeMarco's horrible. Yeah. He's really bad. He's, he's gotten better, though. I played with him the other day. No, he, can't, he's not, you know, he can't move. No, there Kirk, you are. Kirk Morrison was way, Kirk Morrison <laughs> like was way worse. I think he's not She's as bad Cleveland. as like Mason. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk Morrison was way worse as his partner last year. Yeah. And Terrible Steve guy. Mason wasn't wasn't. I mean, he was a Mace. Right. I mean, yeah. Mace falling flat onto his face at yeah. the Hoops yeah, game. He didn't all, fall, though, at the pickleball all last time. Year. His, brother, his brother was a ringer last year. Yeah, he asked me before true? he left yeah. if, I, if we were going to practice. And I was like, well, yeah, we have to. Mace is really a special. Yeah. He so, is a special Peter, person. if you want, John is playing with Lisa. Okay. Okay. Smart. Trudell is playing with McMiniman. Okay. So if you want oh. in. Come in. Dude, you guys come up. on in. When is it? Can it's March 23rd. 23rd. It's a Saturday. DeMarco I'm does open. need a partner. Yeah. DeMarco needs a partner. Let's go. This is going to be awesome. So By the way, go. Pocket Square is awesome, Ralph. Thank you, brother. What would your team name be if you and DeMarco played well, together? Yeah, he gets to choose. He's to Like, you don't have any ideas floating around in your head? You know. We're going to we'll talk see. about this all day tomorrow. Run DMC. <laughs> all day on the air tomorrow. This is our All day. Let's go. It's going to be Geeter and DeMarco. We brought the possibility that we're trying to build this team. Listen, Cappy and I put McMiniman and Trudell together. Because originally I was going to dump Cappy and play with Trudell. Yeah. Because Trudell a real athlete. Yeah. No but disrespect. He doesn't, no, no, but he, listen, athlete is good. No, but he's but you really have good. have to know the game. Got to know the game. He, he's, By the way, learn the scoring. Takes a while. Right. He, he's, yeah. I played with him recently. He destroyed us. They crushed you. <laughs> Mike, you know Mike is crazy. Well, soccer, he's, he's man- low to the ground. Right, that's right. And Lateral he's, movement. He's yeah. maniacal. Yeah. He is maniacal. Way he, more competitive than you think. He doesn't want to lose at anything. So, like, he's gotten really good. Cappy, I think we're in... We're going to have to hit the ball at McMiniman when we play them. Okay. Well, because that's McMiniman, my plan. McMiniman is, is more to our level. Okay. Because yeah. if we hit it to Trinnell, we're done. All right. Well, I just what we need to do is we need to make sure that we know the rules well. Yeah. Because I'm going to guess Trudell won't know the rules well, and we need to take advantage of okay. that. Okay. All right. Are they going to kill us on the Reddit page? What, what, what's the page? The, the Reddit page, yes. <laughs> the, the Reddit That's Mason and Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. There. No, the Everyone circle of trust, they're going to the love The circle of trust. They love The circle of trust. Everybody loves Geeter. circle of trust. Let's see. What is the circle of trust saying right now? Oh, man. Let's see. What are they saying, George? Master class by Geeter. There you go. Wow. Master class is the highest level of compliment on this show. Like I thought Billy Bob and Fargo 1 was a master class in acting, if you've seen that. There you go. There you go. Well, Geeter, we'll let you Get back to it. Love you too, brother. Thank oh, you for stopping by. Great to Thanks be with having you, me on. Always, man. Morales. Yeah. Great to see, see you. Let me tell you, you this too, is brother. how you do it. You, when people walk by, you go, "Yo, Gator, come over here right. and hang out." That's how because it happens. That's how you do it. And now we got him playing pickleball. Right. Exactly. That's how you do it. So, Cap, why don't you tell us about Abner Gat here in a moment? Hello. Then we're going to take a little time out. Then we're going to come back with Radio Tinder and all the fun and frivolity. Geeter's great. Does he want to do one to four in the afternoon? Uh, I thought you said earlier that Mason can stay on the radio station as long as he wants. I said they could stay on as long as they want. I didn't. Doesn't mean that time slot. Right. Oh, okay. Fair Mason in Ireland in the evening. <laughs> starting Monday. <laughs> all right, let me talk to you guys about the water boy. So, and you, you mentioned this, George. You've had this situation happen. Yeah. You get a letter from the Department of Water and Power, and you see two big, bold words, which are high usage. 
and you're like, high usage? What do you mean high usage? What, what's going on here? So, you, you know, you try and investigate in your house. You go to your daughter. You're like, yo, you're taking three, four showers a day, 45 minutes a shower. You're wasting all this water. You go to your son. You're like, yo, you're washing your car too many times. You're wasting a whole bunch of water. And then you go back to your normal life. And then all of a sudden you go back to your mailbox. And yet again, another one of these letters, high usage. And you're trying to figure it out. Well, this is where the water boy comes in because they specialize in pressurized leak detection. So understand, let me slow down. You've got a leak somewhere. That's why the Department of Water and Power keeps sending you these high usage letters, and you don't even know that you have this leak somewhere, but that's what the water boy does. They go to homes, they find leaks. They've got state-of-the-art equipment that's going to allow them to both visually and acoustically find this leak. They've got all this experience, and this is what they do. It's not what you do. You don't know anything about leak detection. These guys master the art of leak detection. And they do non-destructive leak detections, which means they're not going to damage the structure of your home. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to do what realtors do and what homeowners do and what property managers do. I want you to call Omer at the Waterboy, 818-518-5055. 818-518-5055. Uh, that's what I want you to do. 818-518-5055. That's what you're going to do. You're going to call Omer at the Waterboy. Sedato and Cap. We are live from Crypto.com Arena, the 19th edition of Lakers All Access, benefiting the Lakers Youth Foundation. Thank you to the, the LA Sports. The circle is on Woo! fire right now. Thank you to the LA Sports and Entertainment Commission. We are a little late because Geeter was amazing. Radio Tinder time. We like to play a TV or wrestling theme. This is Ric Flair's thing. Happy birthday. He turned 75 yesterday. Excuse me. I almost right? choked on that cookie. Yeah. Not because it's not delicious. It, it was delicious. just in my throat. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, 75 yesterday. The Nature Boy, Ric Woo! Flair. Woo! You can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter or Instagram. Don't forget again. about our sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, founded in the city of Downey, just like me. We might be founding some things tonight, Kevin. Yeah. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. By the way, shout out to Laura for, uh, I threw her an audible, and she, she grabbed the Ric Flair theme and played it right away. Excellent. Because, I mean, I did just watch the Ric Flair 30 for 30 yesterday. I happened to watch it yesterday. And I was saying, like, man, I'm surprised that guy's still alive. Yeah. He's been through a lot. He had yeah. a hard life. I love it now, though, like when you see Ric Flair, he's in Vegas smoking weed with Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. You know? And um, did they happen to show the, uh, the one interview where he's like, and Buddy Landell? It's so hard for me to be sitting backstage listening to a guy hollering my name when I spent more money on spilt liquor around this world than you made last year. You talking to the Rolex wearing, kids stealing, Woo. wheeling dealing. Woo. Are you done? Yeah, I mean, you know, you know. By the way, speaking of documentaries, have you watched The Patriots? No, no I started it. It's yeah, I heard Belichick's upset What's by it his on? portrayal or whatever. His portrayal, he's talking it. Apple. It's really good. I watched the first four episodes. Everyone's in it. Kraft, And you will Brady. love how your boy Brady's hair looks. He looks amazing. He, he does looks look amazing. He looks very handsome in it, I will say. I might have paused it for a few minutes. Robert Kraft, um, you know, I'm wearing this pin here today. This pin. This is <laughs> the Robert Kraft pin with the little blue uh, pin with the white hashtag, which is the Stop Anti-Semitism pin. So, you know, now that my boy is the offensive coordinator, for the New England Patriots. You know, I got to be tight with Robert Kraft. Yeah. Bobby. By the way, Beto. Are you going to go to games? Yeah, lots. The great Beto Duran tweets out, can't wait for the start of the Geeter and Betito show. But here's the thing. I would, he did it right. Geeter's name would go first. Yeah. Because <laughs> of his performance just now. Right. Incredible. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about that performance all tonight. Yeah. And talk about it all day long tomorrow on Live MG I mean, Geeter is made for 
every media, but specifically he's an incredible television host. But he's made for radio. I he feel is. like we don't get enough of no. Eater on television because he's got to, you know, share the the spotlight with a bunch of other great uh, analysts. But we've got some contracts coming up. We just gotta. Right. We're gonna have to create some some cash flow. Mm -hmm. Maybe minimize a few of the deals. Just a little haircut <laughs> to make some room for Geet. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Meanwhile, I Radio Tinder already a progress. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So speaking of uh, Tom Brady in the NFL, I don't know. That's a bad transition. But more and more NFL prospects are choosing not to participate in the NFL. Combine. Quarterbacks Caleb Williams and Jalen Daniels, along with wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., could all be top five picks. And guess what? None of the three will take full part in the Combine. Neither Williams nor Daniels will throw at the Combine, instead opting to wait until their pro days and to throw and work out for scouts. Harrison Jr. is unprecedentedly skipping the Combine altogether. So, NFL PA President DeMarcus Smith recently called for the NFL Combine to be abolished entirely. Do you think the NFL Combine will eventually go away? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, you go first. Uh, no, it will, not, um, it will not go away. The Combine is sort of like a coaches convention. So the coaches all get together. They sit at the hotel bars at night. They drink together. The NFL Network needs the programming. It fills a lot of time. And lastly... You know, all these guys you're talking about that are all top-level picks, they're all going to have individual pro days, and they're going to have their chance to show off on those days. But it's those guys that are in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, you know, the projected later round guys. The Puka Nakua's of the world, which is why he does the commercial for the Combine those right now. guys, Those guys need the Combine. It's critical for those guys. So yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah, I would agree. If you are a lock top five guy, there's no need for you to be at the Combine. Um, you know, you're kind of dictating what you're you're going to do anyway, especially if you're Marvin Harrison Jr. You're the son of a Hall of Famer. Right. You've had this incredible college career. Everybody knows what you're going to do. And the same thing with Caleb. Caleb is going to be the number one pick. Everyone knows it now. And Jaden Daniels is going to be a top three, four, five pick or whatever. So, like, you don't need to do it. Did you see that Marvin Harrison Jr., not only is he not going to the combine, skipping it totally, he's not hiring an agent and he's not going to be working out privately for any teams. He's kind of just like, whatever's on tape, that's what you got. Yeah, and by the way, that should be enough if you're him. That's awesome that he did that, like that he's doing that. Good for him. He can do it, though. Not everybody right. can pull right. that off. I wonder what his dad is thinking like about this no agent thing. Is his dad thinking, well, don't worry about it. We got this. We don't need an agent. I know how to handle this. He's probably like, I'll be, you know, like. Um, you know, I mean, listen, it, for some people, they can pull it off. You know what I mean? Like, others can't. The only person I can think of in the NFL currently that, you know, famously doesn't have an agent is Lamar Jackson. But his mom, isn't she technically his agent, kind of? I mean, she, you do what mom says. Yeah, she probably gets cut. You know, you know, I, you know you what? Need a little pick-me-up? I you just know, saw you no, kind of faded. No, no, you know what I'm going to do? I just got me, it just occurred to me what I'm going to do. Need some pixie dust? No. As Chris talks about my contract a lot, you know what I mean? Oh, here we go. I'm going to have Rachel negotiate my contract. Oh, there you just, go. Just like, just like Lamar Jackson has his mom. So you're going to drop your current agent? Yeah, I'll have him advise. I'll have him consult. It's not but, that big of a deal to have two agents. But no, no. But Rachel, Rachel will get. She'll, she'll, she'll be. Now, up will on your Chrissy. A, your regular agent be okay with her kind of being involved? Yeah, he's gonna have no choice. Oh, he's gonna have no choice. Is okay. she gonna be negotiating with Christopher? I think so. You know, the hilarious part is our friend Scott McCarthy, the former vice president of audio here at ESPN. Yeah. Is now the president of the company where Mace's agent works. Oh, that's amazing. So this morning I texted him, congratulations. I said, if you oh, want to get nice. if you want to get started early on the Mace deal, he <laughs> goes, we're going to need more vacation time. I said, I agree. How about 52 weeks a year? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Scott got a new gig. I didn't know what that company is. I'm shocked you didn't text him. 
No, I didn't. I, didn't I will text him. text him now, now that I know. I didn't text him because I didn't know what the company was. Oh. I had some good meals with that man here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Scott was always good to us. Um, so what's next, Lynn? Sorry. All right. So uh, fans and former employees of the last Hooters to close its door it, doors in West Virginia gathered outside the former restaurant for a candlelight vigil ahead of the building's demolition. Oh. The restaurant closed during COVID and it never reopened, and now it's going to be torn down to make way for a sheets. Organizers said the candlelight a vigil. Sheets. Sheets. Yeah. Sheets. Sheets is like, like a, a gas convenience station. store. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yes. Like yeah. A gas station All right. slash Seven Eleven. Yeah. Right. Right. So organizers said the candlelight vigil started out as a joke between friends, but then it took off on social media, and hundreds of people, including some former Hooters employees, turned out to pay tribute to the restaurant. Huh. Is there a restaurant that you love so much that you would consider attending a candlelight vigil if it closed? No. Swipe left or swipe left. right. I mean, I love. There's a lot of restaurants I love, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to a candlelight. What about like a one last, last hurrah? Oh, I, oh I, that's different. Like, go have one last drink or one last meal. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Sure. But a Hooters? Not a Hooters. It would I have mean, to be like a cool, like a place I've had a. I have. I mean, Hooters is fine, but there's like a million of them, or there were a million of them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. I, there's not I, any I, of them that are that specifically awesome. Can't remember the last time I was in a Hooters. It's been I mean, a long easily, ass time. A, easily. Probably 10 or 15 years. They had good wings. They had good wings, believe it or not. They they have delicious wings. And buffalo shrimp. Oh, the buffalo shrimp was good. good. But you know, I'll tell you that burger, like a place like like Hooters should have had a good burger. They did. They didn't really have a great burger. Not really. It was a wing thing. Yeah. I mean, I think the last time I went was actually when I went to Bristol when I got hired at ESPN. Yeah. I mean, it was like 40 minutes away, but. Right. Why'd you go there? They used to have a buffalo wild wings very close to the. Because I really wanted the food there. I love Hooters. Um, there, you know, you know what I've noticed. I, I yes, guess. Yes, Laura, you can cut that up. What I do? I was just saying I it's gonna be a good drop. Barney's Beanery, right? Right. Is like a, a the kind of the local sports bar. Uh huh. Right? A lot of Columbo's were shot there. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. Yeah. I, I mean it's more to me it's more of a watering hole. Yeah. I, I mean the food is okay. You know what I mean? But like, if but, Dantana's was closing, I'd go to a goodbye. Right. Let's go to Dantana's tonight. If the smokehouse in Burbank was closing, I'd go Let's to Let's go to the smokehouse tonight in Burbank. No. And I could just leave you there. And then tomorrow morning, <laughs> you could go right to the It's right next to, the to Lakeside. Hall of Fame thing, you know? It's on the same street as yeah. Lakeside. Yeah. Let's get a hotel room there. No. They got an East Central over in Burbank? They got a lot of hotels at Burbank. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I guess if it was like, you know, a nice restaurant, I would certainly do it. But yeah, I, I'm trying to think, like, to me, that's like. I mean, it's basically a sports bar, Hooters, so I, I don't know. You want to go to Craig's tonight? Should we go to Craig's? Should I call Craig? You want to go to Craig's? I'd go to Craig's. You go to Craig's tonight. But that's a long night. Uh, not that long. He's got to be up really early. Uh, I take 30 minutes to get there after the show. And then an hour and a half there. And then i got to stop on the way home at Dead Meow's place, and, you know, i got to do my business in Dead Meow's litter box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In his litter box. Yeah. With that, why don't we take a timeout, yeah, George? Yeah. All right, let's take a timeout. One more hour to go here. Uh, you got to do the Radio Tinder walkout. Oh, that's right. Brought to us by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. By the way, we had Sasha Vujicic. Him and the Tequila Mandala guys are actually very tight. They're they very, should do a joint venture. Well, they they, they actually uh, they know each other fairly well, okay. actually, those two groups. The Cartosian brothers and, and, and Beto Peralta and all them and... Uh, and Sasha, obviously. So, Sash. Sash, yes. Yes. Um, oh, we're good. No reads. We can time out. Oh, oh, we're good? Yeah, we time it out, baby. Oh, okay, great. No problem. All right, so we got one more hour to go. <laughs> Who knows who's going to stop okay, by? Okay, great. Hey, no we're problem. back in two minutes. Hey. No problem. We'll be back in dos minutos.